Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the sixth day of January in the year of our Lord, 2023, and the first Friday of a new year. I'll be talking today about the end of 2022 as the United States Congress came together in an act of bipartisanship to prevent a government shutdown. Congress was able to attend to its priorities quite well during December of 2022. I'll be looking at the priorities of Congress as manifested by the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill passed at the last minute as the last act of 2022 or the first act of 2023, depending on how you want to view it. I've heard the Democrat Party referred to as the evil party. The Republican Party referred to as the stupid party, but occasionally they get together do something both evil and stupid, which is known as bipartisanship. Yes, everyone knows that the U.S. is more than $31 trillion in debt. It cannot repay. More than $3 trillion would have to be shaved from the budget each year to reduce the debt by $1 trillion. Then they'd have to do that for 31 consecutive years in order to get to balance. So unpayable is a reasonable word to use. Instead, the plan is to destroy what's left of the American economy by spending wantonly irresponsibly, foolishly, on waste and on war. The passage of the bill funnels more than $47 billion additional dollars to aid the Ukrainian efforts to fight Russia. This will bring the total aid package to roughly $111 billion. U.S. contractors such as Raytheon and General Dynamics will be happy since they will build the weapons paid for by U.S. taxpayers, some of the missiles, being ordered will reportedly not be ready for shipment until 2025. What will be the results of all the spending more of the nation's resources will be shifted to unproductive use such as buying weapons, buying foreign politicians. Real American wealth is reduced while unproductive dollars flood through the system. Dollars are given birth without any subsequent increase in production. Congress is just doing what it does best, destroying the economy with fake money and stupid spending. Let's look at just a few of the things your labor will be paying for in this bill of 4,155 pages, which Congress was given three days to read and digest. $410 million to protect the borders of Egypt, Tunisia, Jordan, Oman, and Lebanon. $65 million to restore Pacific Salmon populations, $3.6 million to make a hiking trail named for Michelle Obama, $200 million to promote gender equity and equality, some of which will go to Pakistan for that purpose, $3 million for an LGBTQ museum in New York City, $477,000 for the Equity Institute of Rhode Island for anti-racism virtual labs. One million for Zora's House in Ohio, a co-working and community space for women and gender-expansive people of color. 750000 for LGBT and gender non-conforming housing in Albany, New York. Two million for the Great Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore. Wait a minute now. Let me repeat that one. You sure that's right? Yes, $2 million for the Great Blacks and Wax Museum in Baltimore, Believe it or not, $750,000 for the Trans-Latin Coalition to provide workforce development for transgender and gender non-conforming intersex immigrant women in Los Angeles. $1.2 million for LGBTQ 
A-plus Pride Centers, $1.2 million for DACA recipients in San Diego Community College, $5.4 billion in earmarks for the Democrat Party, $858 billion in defense for the Republican Party. We were told before passage of this bill that aid to Ukraine was the number one issue for Republicans. That is what Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell said anyway, but it seems that not many Republicans will admit to that. Quote, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians, that's the number one priority for the U.S. right now, according to most Republicans, end quote. To that statement by Senator McConnell, I say nonsense. But if it is somehow true, then it is a fine example of why America is in deep trouble, in deep trouble that it is in. I don't say nonsense because I don't believe Ukraine is important, but because I don't believe that giving away more billions is the most important issue for most Republicans. The war in Ukraine has been the most important issue all year. It still is important. But here in America, many of us believe we have our own troubles to address. They should come before we stick our noses in an Eastern European war. The war in Ukraine has dominated world events throughout this year. Once again, bipartisanship reigns in Congress as pouring more billions into Eastern European conflict can never be questioned. With the additional money for Ukraine in this bill, the total U.S. support exceeds the yearly defense budget for all other nations except Russia and China. Apparently, not a single member of Congress bothered to read the bill. Why should they? Each one knows the fix is in. The bill would be passed red or unread. Speaking of Ukraine, its president was in America for the end of the session. Spoke to a joint session of Congress. He said he appreciated all the billions But it isn't enough. He wants Congress on a bipartisan basis to consider all the money they're stealing from the American people to be an investment. Yes, Mr. Zelensky was in the Chamber of Congress, and his green sweatshirt and green fatigues briefly reminded me of another leader who famously wore fatigues even when speaking to the U.N. Yes, it seems that bipartisanship really is possible. The final vote in the Senate was 68-429 against There is something about dumping almost $2 trillion of debt on the backs of the American people that makes Congress really happy. Perhaps it was just a festive holiday season, or perhaps they wanted to get out of town before the winter storm hit. In contrast to what Senator McConnell said about Republican priorities, many Republican voters have other very important priorities, none of which are addressed by this bill. The senator most likely rarely, if ever, speaks to anyone outside the D.C. swamp. But if he did, he would find that virtually every American family is very concerned about how inflation is eating away at their paychecks each week. Another issue the American people, especially Republicans, believe to be important is security of the southern border. The bill does provide $1.56 billion to Customs and Border Protection, but it specifically prohibits the use of the money for border security, new technology, in other words, it's just more waste without any real benefit. The U.S., it seems, is committed to protecting the borders all over the world, just not its own. The president was, of course, ecstatic about the passage of this bill at the time of the final passage. He was so happy he was vacationing in the Caribbean at the estate of a billionaire donor. Despite the dangers of climate change, he flew on Air Force One to St. Croix for a few days of golf and swimming with the sharks. The president had until December 30th to sign the bill, 
but he could not be bothered to interrupt his vacation, so another Air Force jet had to fly the 4,155-page bill to St. Croix for him to sign so much for climate change, I suppose. The president has decided he must return to Washington for an important speech today, this very day, January 6th, so he can continue the story of the January 6th, quote, insurrection. The January 6th committee has already released, released this report, but I doubt if the president will rely very much on it for his speech. Buried within the report was a very interesting text sent by a man named Ray Epps, who was prominent on video, but somehow never charged or even arrested. Mr. Epps was on video both January 6th and the day before, hectoring Trump supporters to, quote, go into the Capitol, end quote. Epps' text reads as follows, quote, I was in the front with a few others. I also orchestrated it, end quote. He remains unindicted, and as of this recording, he is a free man. Why would the committee not look at him? Why would the FBI not pursue him? That one, at least, is easy. The FBI is not interested because he's one of them. The purpose of the committee's investigation is no longer to find the truth, but to justify the official explanation of the ruling elite Elon Musk revelations about the cooperation between Washington, its intelligence agencies, its captive media, and the tech media companies was perhaps the second biggest story of the year because it provided it proved that the media companies are no longer private, but they have become so directed, so intertwined with Washington, they can be said to be government agencies. The Twitter files revealed by reporter Matt Tybee along with Barry Weiss, show a pattern of capture of tech media by the federal government in order to perpetuate government lies to the point they all blend together. Finally, folks, 2022 revealed the federal government to be a quagmire of lying filth designed to gain and intensify the power and profit of the ruling elite. Maybe it's always been that way, but if so, I admit I've been unaware of how bad it really is. Perhaps I'm just a hopeless romantic. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.